Okay, so here we go, partner. We're here, happy to be here during Mercury retrograde, a retrograde. So many communication and technology issues right now. Yeah. It's like, oh boy, just gotta roll with the punches. I'm trying. I'm trying right now. I'm seeing it, making sure I send out all of our links to all the beautiful people that listen to us every Thursday. You know, yeah. thank you to you guys. I want to start, even though it's Mercury retrograde and uh, the energy's weird in the in the air today. But uh, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, listen, happy to be alive every day. You know, I'm grateful to wake up and have another day to do some big things. And partner, I know you out here killing it. We have so much to discuss. Um, yeah. Should we should we start with R. Kelly being sentenced uh, to racketeering? Is it? That's what he got sentenced to. I don't know. So, That's I, what I he got. That that what they found him guilty for was racketeering. Let me just be a hundred percent sure. So <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So we, allegedly, but what what's more damning to me is like, you know what I mean? What R. Kelly did in all these sex, years. And sex trafficking. What, 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 what R. Kelly did all these years and how long he got away with it and how many yeah. people were just like around that. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and it was known, you know what I mean? Like it, it was known in the industry that, you know, he was sleeping around with uh, a certain underage woman, Leah allegedly and things like that since she was like 12 or 14. I didn't watch the uh, Surviving R. Kelly, but I definitely was going to save it for a, a more pungent time and what better of a time than now right. at this point. Yeah, indeed, because I mean, it was a mess. Honestly, I stopped listening to him when um, I found out that he married Aaliyah. I was still a teenager and I was yeah. like devastated because his music is incredible. Like, I'm going to keep it real. You know, twelve plays that you know, uh, but but you gotta go back. You you think (laughs) lots of them, okay, on repeat. But um, the fact that he has traumatized so many different young women, and not just even the young women, but their families as well, it really sickens me. You know, Um, and it's a common thing. It's a very common thing. I mean, I have to even keep it real. At 15, I was dating a 22-year-old. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's not like it's it's uncommon. It's too yeah, yeah. It's it's very much not foreign. A lot of um, high school girls are often dating grown-ass men. You know, um, and it, that's why I keep such a tight leash uh, on my kids because listen, there's predators. There's predators out there. I watch my girls developing bodies. It's scary because you see men looking and I'll punch a guy dead in the throat. You know what I'm saying? And not think twice. Okay. Like even when I, when I moved um, to the neighborhood that I'm in now, I had to go around and be like, you see those girls I walk with? Those are my daughters. Make sure none of you. Oh, okay. Purple. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I ain't gonna holler at whatever the case may be. Respect. Yeah. Respectfully. I'm watching, you know, <laughs> like Shannon said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to definitely drop that Shannon, the Cannon Briggs interview uh, yeah, the great it's interview the last week. But yeah, great energy. Yeah, just to touch back on the R. Kelly situation when it came to these women, uh, and the parents were getting paid off back then too, and and and, and that bothers me. You get what I'm saying? As so, with, with some of these women, because they were, they knew what was happening when you sent your child to, you know, go. R. Kelly's private quarters and you were pimping and, and out your child. You were pimping out your child, right? And they got a check for that. Yes, you know and you got a check for it. 
and then now y'all want to come out years later and say, oh, no, he did this. You're still right to say it, but it sucks that you, you know, you, you were compromised with a bag. You know what I'm saying? That would compromise their children. Forget about your moral compass, right? Your mm -hmm. own child, for the sake of having money or a better lifestyle, you're straight basura. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you should be thrown under the jail as well because you put your kids at risk and you were okay with it. And, and you can't act like, oh, I didn't know what was going on. A grown ass man and a young girl, you know exactly what the intentions are, especially when people are putting money on the table. No mentoring going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And, and on top of that, like, I wanna see the same thing that happened to him across the board. Absolutely. As far as with all these men that's oh. doing snake. This industry, this, this industry, uh, unfortunately, you know, um, and it's very dark. And that's why, like, even with Pudge, how he talks about how this industry destroyed his soul, you know, I get it because this industry is very dark and a lot of dark and dirty things happen. And it often is an exchange of, of flesh of people that are getting hurt as a result of it. Right, partner? Of course. You know, you know as well as I know. And um, that's why I love how you game. move. Yeah, they do. And they have bad intentions. I love how you move. I love how I move because we're very, very discerning in who we work with, who we let around us, because there's a whole other deep, dark abyss, you know, um, and the deepest and darkest <laughs> abyss. And if you disappear into that, it's just, um, it's very dirty. And, and, and just like, oh, Kelly's not the only one. There's still Harvey Weinstein. I, I've seen Bill Cosby coming to his aid. Cosby, I don't even know what to say about you no more. You're just walking amongst the free. I ain't gonna knock you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you he doesn't walk time. anymore, though, bro. Is he walking amongst the free, or is he just uh, out it, now? Look like he's struggling. Like, yeah, he's well, supporting Boozy. Boozy just dropped his, you know, his movie. Shout out to Boozy and Bill Cosby saying his supporting. So not Bill Cosby hiding. You know what I'm saying? Know. He's out here tweeting and and uh, and mentioning people and thanking people, and you know, certain people agree with uh, with them. And for me, it's more of a thing. I just watch what I put around my energy. I, I ain't above nothing, but I just okay. can't be in certain rooms with certain things if I know. You know, if I don't know, I, but if I if know, no partner, you're a Libra. Won't you feel it in advance? Yeah, I'm saying we walk in the room. It's an essence. It's a vibe. Uh huh. You walk right back out. <laughs> We've done it. We've done it together. <laughs> we walked into the room We've like, mm, nah, boop. <laughs> And, and and even if they just stripped our Kelly for the keys from the city too, they took that back from, as they're supposed to. Uh, you don't need that man having the keys to the city. You know what I'm saying? What door is he gonna be opening? What more door is he gonna be opening? He did. So this 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 what we dealing with here on Thursday, uh, the last day of September during this uh, retrograde. But Kelly, how have you been feeling though? You know what I mean? Your personal well being. Let me ask you that. Yeah, my personal well-being is well, you know, partner. Um, I try so much to just tune out from a lot of things because we're just surrounded by so much darkness. And, you know, my empathic spirit, um, and again, back to Pudge, like he was talking about this, about this yesterday when Melanie was interviewing him for Bar TV, talking yeah. about how he went into psychology before he started rapping, like when he first graduated mm. from school. And it was too much taking on people's personal problems and stuff. It, it became... His burden, Yo. and I get that, and that's why I applaud psychologists because mentally, 
I, I couldn't do it. It's a lot for even people to just dump on me all the time. And I've had friendships where people really just use me for that. They won't call in and check on me, check on my kids or whatever. If they do, it's a glide over so that they can get to their problem. And then I could tell them yeah. what to do and they could dump. And then I and then they hang up and I feel like all shitty. Yeah, because you, know, you got like, to sit there and be like, damn, uh, I'm going through my own problems and I'm thinking about their problems because I, I genuinely care if I'm speaking to you. If I, don't, if I don't speak to you, I really don't I don't really mess with you, man. And that's just oh, me being honest. So I, I get that. I get that. So their job is to take on other people's problems, deal with their own, and... Listen, imagine the stories they hear. Like, I know yeah. what it's like to have relayed my story to a therapist. It's tra trauma. A lot of us have experienced some traumas, and I know people that have experienced even way more severe trauma than I have. So a therapist that have to hear that story, process it, mm -hmm. go home to their kids, like, that's a lot. It, Applause to the therapist and you know the, the real essential workers. The real essential workers because you're helping people keep their mental health intact, and I hope that your mental health is intact. You know, so so that's why I tune out, partner. How's your mental health doing? Um, uh, for me, for me right now, I'm in a place where you know I'm always working like my back's up against the wall because I'm you know I'm yeah. trying to achieve something that's bigger than myself here. So yeah. I'm always focused on that day to day. You know, I get lost in other things, but uh, I definitely keep my head straight on. I'm all right right now. Yeah, exactly. You know what, I'm I know exactly what you mean, partner. Speaking about mental health, I was on the Girls Gone Wild podcast. Shout out to Ellie for having me last night, you know. Oh. Uh, and we were talking about COVID and over the year, like how now mental health has come to the forefront of like social media bullying. And that happened over COVID. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And that was yeah. one of the beauties of it. We yeah, had a deep conversation over the night of how people are now. A little bit more expressive with saying, Hey, yes. I have a problem. Hey, I'm right. going through this. Can you yep. help me? Yep. And I feel like before COVID, we were all running around in our own personal lives where none of that mattered. You know what I mean? Asking someone how they're feeling today wasn't a thing. It's not a New York thing to do. It's a by the time we ask you how you feeling, all right, we walking past you like this. Yeah, yeah, okay. We ask you what's good so we can walk past you in New York. Whoa, whoa. We don't really mean how are you doing, right? Is that is that how it goes? <laughs> and, and, it, and it's and it's jacked up, but I think it's also, you know, part of the society that we've created where there's a big separation. I think even with COVID, um, before that we had the political agenda that was in effect. That created a lot of um, blatant racists, right? And, and, and blatant issues that now had to be put on the forefront and people had to stop lying about who they were. And I think that tapped into people's mental health, the constant barrage of tweets and stuff from Trump, that <laughs> tapped into mental health. Then we got hit with the COVID-19. So I feel like there's been a buildup of these things, but I completely agree. I think one thing that frustrates me is that still our people in particular, I feel, struggle with addressing mental health and the issues that they have. And unfortunately, if you can't address the mental health issues that you have, you're not gonna be able to heal past them and you're going to be that toxic person. And then people are gonna have to dump you out of their lives for their own mental health. So it's such a, it's such a deep domino effect and we really have to tune in to where we are and if we're okay. Because if we're not okay, how can we take care of our kids? How can we you know, work? How can we uh, function? It's all a lie and we're just sweeping things under the rug, but deep down inside, not so good. I've been, uh, just to touch back on it, Kiana, I've been sitting there cleansing people for my life. That's what I call, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, certain it's people that pull too much from season. your energy. Yes. Best yeah. Because this, this having this time 
to yourself for through COVID, you can sit there and you see what people actually contribute and bring to your life. And that's a big thing. You know what I mean? People, you got to look around in the room to see who's around you and for what reason. And who's clapping for you and who's just shaking their head. You know what I'm saying? Not that not everybody's going to clap for you, but you have to pay attention to the people that aren't. Right? Are they pouring into you or are they just pouring out of you? You know? Um, If they're close to you and they're not clapping for you, you already know. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, FMI, yes, yes. <laughs> this is this what we needed. Every this time is the I see you winning, I'm like, FMI, yes. I'm Every trying. interview I do, I'm like my amazing partner. Like, are you kidding me? It's funny because even a, a few weeks ago, somebody approached me and they said something that I think they thought was complimentary, but I actually was a little bit insulted. And they were like, you're great at radio. You should really do your own show. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> me and my partner? have been building something, I would never turn my back and leave I him. I said, that. now we get to where we want to be and where we're working toward. We already have our own businesses. So we branch of off course. and do things, but it all comes back. I said, I would never, ever, what kind of, I said, there, there's no, there's no Beyonce in this group. We're both Beyonce. You, see what you know I'm what saying? I'm saying? So, <laughs> hey, that's, a fact. that's what it is. Like, and he was like, oh, I didn't mean anything by it. Yeah, but let's just be clear. As if you feel me, that's what I'm saying. I'll be walking around, and you know, a lot of people ask me, Hey, can you do a show? I, mean, I don't mind doing shows with people, but it's what we have here on VPR. It's not like I feel like I'm coming here to do a show, it's not like I'm coming here feeling like it's taken away from my day. It's more of a therapeutic, I'd say, relief for me. And okay. to have somebody that you know, we see eye to eye on many things is just beauty within itself. You dig know what I mean? Yeah. And we've been doing this for I think we're going on our four year anniversary. My, Partner. You know what I'm saying? So, Believe so it? it's been a blessing being here. It's been a blessing being here. We're going to close out this year strong. We have so many big interviews lined up, so many sponsorships that we still have inquiring and coming in. Thank you to everybody that's be tuning in every week. But Kiana, speaking about energy and mental health, yeah. I see Will Smith say that he went to his uh his therapist okay. and he was just like, yeah, I'm going to have like 12 girls because, you know, I got to get back. So when my wife did this, so I could feel good and he was saying this and I was dying. And he was just like, he had to stop because he was like, yeah, I kind of felt like my therapist was like, bolstering my ego and I was going to go out there and do this. And he's like, that's not what we need. Uh, why would his therapist encourage that? <laughs> Number Man, one. You, your wife <laughs> went out and got a 20-something-year-old singer. And, right? But they, you know, they both had their agreement, not that I'm judging what happens in their bedroom. their marriage i mean listen at the end of the day a mental health expert is supposed to help you not even make decisions help you guide yourself toward making decisions so if that if will smith feels like that behavior is going to further grow their marriage you know only only he knows (laughs) what are you you looking to do with this juncture is is the marriage over and now you're just harboring because from what I remember, you know, there was things that happened on his side as well. People question whether it's an open marriage. But like you said, we can't get into their bedroom. <laughs> yeah, right? We don't know what's going on. That's not that. my life. The, they always multiple do. Multiple people did that. I respect it. When they, yo, is it me? Or when you get money, you have to start sharing everything. That starts with your wife. Hey, let me know now before I touch the bag, all right? Because this is, a, I feel like Will Smith, no matter how far, no matter what great movie he does now, we we always still gonna remember this, and it's not a knock on him. You know what I mean? These things happen. Yeah. But it's I'm gonna be like, damn, well, damn. It was the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. 
bad boys, and it was amazing to me. And now yeah. I'm like, you got this situationship or whatever you want to call it. Uh, what do you call it? Entanglement. That was the word of 2021, right? Wasn't it? Oh, Chris, so I, I see that our special guest has come in. Chris, we can't see you. So if you can load your video, um, we'll bring you up as soon as we can see you on screen. But I'm super excited. I mean, this is stylist to the stars. Shout out to my girl, Aloria. I met him during New York Fashion Week. Oh, um, awesome. at, one of the, at one of the many shows where, you know, you get there and it's already over because it's over in like 10 minutes. And I was <laughs> like, well, I'm coming to see you, girl. She was like, you have to meet Chris. That's Jeezy's stylist. You have to interview him. He's amazing. I was like, absolutely. There's nobody she ever introduces to me to that isn't incredible. Um, so, so happy to have him here with us. And he's about to go on tour with Jeezy like tonight. So he's really, That's you know, amazing. getting it in on our, our part. Um, but we, we appreciate you. We still can't see you, but I'm gonna bring you up. Can you hear us, Chris? Uh, and his mic is off right now too. But yeah. VPR, of course, make sure y'all follow us on Spotify and iTunes, Apple Music as well. We definitely want you guys to tune into the previously episodes that we recorded. And we have a great interview with Shannon the Cannon Briggs. And right now we have the one and only Chris Shelby tuning in. What up? What's going on? What's going on? Oh, man. Come on, man. Another day, another blessing. We here, my brother. How y'all feeling today? Man. We hanging in there, my brother. It's a great Thursday. You know, we bring a lot of love and light into the energy. That's what we're doing. Yeah, good energy, my brother. All positive vibes. I feel like in these days, in these times in life, man, every day is a blessing. You know what I'm saying? We got to appreciate every day we're able to open our eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Be able to talk to our families and... You know, really, that's that's what life is about now these days, bro. Like, the whole perception on, you know, life is just is different now. You know what I'm saying? Like, the appreciation for life just hit different, man. So, you know, every, every day I wake up, everybody, you know, when somebody asks me, like, how you feeling? I'm like, yo, I can't complain. Okay. I cannot complain. Like, I'm, we, we're here. We're here. We're smiling. You know what I'm saying? We're able to do what we, we, we love. Y'all doing what y'all love. I'm doing what I love. Like, it gets no better than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, and we we touched on that when we first Kiana, met, I and I love you. that. Hold on, let me see something. I can't hit. I can't hit you. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. I wonder why I can't hear her. You got both. You got hear me. Yes, we can hear you, Blah. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Okay, I can hear you, DJ, but Kiana, yeah. I can't hear you. Ooh. Let me drop my headphones and see if that works. Listen, it's Mercury retrograde. I wonder if. No. Uh, what you say? Uh, she's just saying it was Mer Mercury retrograde. I think she took off her mic right now. But yeah, Chris, I'm seeing here. Now I was. Yo. Is it a little bit better? Can you hear me I now? I still can't hear her. I can hear you clearly. I just can't hear her. This is that's uh, crazy. Yeah, I could I could hear her to a certain degree. Uh, so. I'm going to start off with a question, if you don't mind, Kiana, you know what I mean? And we could chime in if you could hear in between that. Chris, I'm sitting here yep. I'm on your IG page, man, and I'm just seeing all the pictures, and I'm like, I got to step my style up. So <laughs> I, I got I to gotta step my style up because you know what I'm saying? In, in, in 2020, I, I done seen everybody that brought out all the Dior's and everything like that, like it was cool. Right. What is your go-to outfit? What, what brands do you feel comfortable with? You know, what vans do you wear? 
You know what, my brother, to be honest with you guys, like, it's not even about the brand to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's not about the brand. It's about the, it's about the, it's about the feeling. You know what I'm saying? It's about the peace. You know what I'm saying? It's about, um, and, and it could be something that's expensive or it could be something that I found in Goodwill. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's about that peace and, and, and that, that moment I'm, I'm in that, that headspace I'm in at that time. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for me, like, to be honest with you, it's never been about the designer. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I, I, I respect, I respect every designer from the biggest name in the game to the One second, guys. I'm having a little bit of issue with the Mike. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, this is crazy. We're all right ha- we're all having issues. It's Mercury retrograde. I don't even know if you can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> Go I'm, I'm ahead. Mad I'm mad I can't. Ke- I'm mad I can't hear Kiana. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not getting any <laughs> audio, guys. Um, <laughs> Keep talking. Oh, let me come. You guys, well, you can hear me. I don't know if everyone. Very yes, strange. I can hear you. Kiana, this is hear Mercury me? retrograde. I'm leave and I can hear back, you. Okay, partner. Okay. Go ahead, keep okay. talking. So, uh, so, so, pretty much for me, it's 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 never been about the designer, you know. Like, um, growing up in New Orleans, I'm so I'm from I'm originally from New Orleans. Um, you know, it was about the creativity in fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, you know, you know, in, in, in middle school and high school, it's about like hop. What in the world? You can hear me? Now I can hear you. What's <laughs> going oh, on? Oh, I can hear you. I can hear you now. You can oh, hear cool. me now? Thank God. Okay. <laughs> so, Mercury um, retrograde, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. I don't know what just happened, but I can hear you perfectly now. So, um, Thank God. But yeah, it's always been about the creativity and fashion, you know, and, right. um, you know, um, you know, high school you know we was into you know airbrush and you know painting on clothes and you know painting on your ones and it was never about the branding it was about like the creativity and you know i'm glad that i'm back into that headspace fashion where you know that's fun you know what i'm saying like i feel like you know um a lot of people got lost in designer where they took the fun out of because it started being about the money you know what i'm saying that's a fact yeah, it was just about like how much money can you spend on something? Like to me, a lot of people was was allowing that to make them, and that's not what fashion is about. You know, yeah. uh, fashion is about you know, fashion is your costume. You know what I'm saying? Is your you know, you're, you're speaking, you're pretty much telling a story who you are through what you have on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like to what fashion is. It's not about you know, if I'm wearing no Dior, is that all you want to know about me? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to know about this look I got on and how I could tell you or paint this picture for you about what I have on right now? Like, for instance, like That's right it. now, on, um, right move now. Your, move your camera over a little. Perfect. Right there. there so go. right now, I have on uh, a local designer. Um, uh, I actually saw him at Atlantic Station selling his pieces under this tent, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was like, man, you got some crazy cool uh, tie-dye pieces. He was like... Oh man, bro! Like, um, where you from? And I was like, you know, I'm from New Orleans. He was like, bro, I gotta show you something. He was like, I got this Essence Fest T-shirt that I bought down in New Orleans at Essence Fest, and I put my twist to it and I tie-dyed it. So nice. as soon as he pulled it out, and this is it I have on right now, I was like, That's oh, right. I need it. I'm like, I need yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like, I need. It. I'm like, first of all, 
It's represent New Orleans, which that's where I'm from. Second of all, you should twist to it with the colors and the tie-dye. That's my thing. I'm like, I need it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and then, and then, like I said, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an upcoming designer who's just out here, like, selling his pieces on his own. He doesn't have his stuff in store yet. He's like, bro, like, I'd rather do my own thing and hustle my own pieces instead of just trying to, you know, put it in and put it in store. I'd rather, you know, really touch the people when it comes down to the people who's buying my pieces. Like, I want to really get their reactions, and I really want to, you know, um, you know, and, and fill up their personalities. And I'm just like, bro, well, you got me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. that, that's when it comes down to fashion. I just need, I like uniqueness. And I just like different, and it has nothing to do with the price point. It doesn't matter if it's, and I, I've gotten things that, you know, from $3 to $3,000, you know what I mean? It's just got to be something I like, you know what I mean? And it doesn't have nothing to do with designer or the, or the name I love all. that. Yeah. I love that. And fashion is such an expression of self. You know, um, I worked in the fashion industry for years and the thing I did love about it the most because I wasn't in the creative area, so it was frustrating, but I love being able to dress differently for work every day. Like whatever they knew when I was gonna come in, I was gonna be whatever for the day, whether it was cowgirl inspired or you know what I'm saying, Mm. with a twist, do my eye makeup, like that was my thing. And I love seeing other people as well on that wave. Like you just know, you don't know what they're gonna wear, but you know they're gonna look amazing. Um, And you looked incredible when I met you. FMI, you always look incredible. You're always very swaggy. Like, I love it. Everybody I'm around is fashionable. New York Fashion Week, man, that was good. It was was, was was an honor to meet you. And what you had on was crazy too. I ain't gonna lie, the outfit was crazy. It was just a good time, especially coming off of, um, you know, COVID and it's been a minute since everybody's kind of been able to step out and go to a fashion show or see things. And that was my whole thing of going to New York because I wanted to be inspired again. I felt like in the past two years, you know, we've just been being inspired through social media. Like I needed to really see everything in person. So, yeah, so to get back out there and see what everybody's wearing, be around fashion, hit a couple of runway shows, man, it felt so good. New York, because I I love New York. I love New York. It's always easier to love from afar, though, I will say. I think after you've lived here your whole life, you're like, all right, ready for, ready for some other areas. But um, but one thing I do love consistently is New York Fashion Week, man. I could I, I could do that five times a year instead of two. Oh, my God. You, what? It's just, I'm telling you, it's like a breath of fresh air. It was something that yeah. I feel, I feel like a lot of creators needed. You know, a lot of people, that I know a lot of my friends who live here in Atlanta were like, I'm going, even if I got to just go for a day, like, I need it. I need to need that feed. I need to be around it. I need to smell. I need to be around. I need to see what's different out there. I need to see what people are wearing. And it's like, you know, here in Atlanta, you know, one thing I love about Atlanta is building stage of what Atlanta's becoming. Like, Atlanta's like the new Hollywood of the South. Yeah, it, it, it really is. crazy. You know, you don't know who you might see on the streets in Atlanta or not. Like, you know, we've always been known for, you know, you see certain like, rappers and entertainers, but now, nah, man, you don't know what actor or actress or anybody you might just see on the street or anyway, because it's like it's a really big industry now as far as film that, you know, Atlanta's just going crazy. So you have all these people coming from L.A. and Paris and all over the world, and they're bringing different flavors of, you know, street style and fashion. Atlanta, so being inspired by that is just like it's dope as well because you're getting a mix of that, including like 
the original, you know, flavor of what Atlanta has to bring on like southern in the fashion so you're just kind of getting the best of both worlds so i'm just loving the way everything is just building right now man and it's just it's just a good time i can't complain about nothing that's going on right now it's just a it's just a good energy everybody's in a real good headspace and you know for the ones that 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 aren't in a really good headspace or you know i, I tell people that you know right now is a good time to reach out to people, talk to people, um, you know, see what's on people's minds and, you know, conversate with people. I know for me in the past year, um, just conversating with people has been a big thing for me. You know, I've been really loving just talking to people and just, you know, and people talking to me because I have a lot on my mind as well too. So, you know, people jumping into my head, me jumping into people's head and just, just making sure we are right. And, you know, if, we, and if, if someone is creative, you know, they're in the art or they're in the fashion or into, you know, whatever, you know, creativity, headspace, and just kind of like being able to get it out and talk to somebody about it has just been amazing. So if you know anybody out there that's kind of like in that headspace, just, I tell people just, just talk to people now because people need it right now. You know, I think we all need it, especially the creators in the world. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people are in a, in, a, in a weird box right now. So to be able to just to speak out on and then, you know, talk to others about it has really just been a good ordeal. So just meeting people like you and, you know, uh, a lot of other people that have been in different other cities has just been just a, it just sits at a really good place in my heart because it's really been, you know, like last year was crazy. So I told myself this year, I just want to meet people, talk to people. I want to talk fast, you know, yeah, I want to see what people' ideas that people got on their mind. I want to see, you know, what people feel is going to be the next wave when it comes to fashion. Yeah. And see, you know, it's just an interesting conversation in general when it comes down to, you know, not only just, you know, fashion, but just music in general. Because, you know, we're seeing, you know, uh, a world in fashion right now. I feel like fashion, you know, music is taking, yeah, you know. Yeah, a new wave of I feel like R and B is coming back into a groove, like real R and B though, you know. Um, yeah. um you know, like uh, people are sampling like a lot of dope records from the nineties and the eighties and really doing and people are I, I feel like people are really doing their homework when it comes down to in everything right now. So fashion music is like really tapping into these errors and and, and, and bringing them back to life, you know. You're absolutely right about that. And I love that. I love that you're, you know, so positive and forward thinking and that you're in a great space. I'm sure it wasn't always as easy. I would love to hear about your beginning journey into becoming a stylist, how you wound up linking up with Jeezy and, you know, becoming stylist to the stars and that and that go to person. Can you tell us about your journey? I mean, so the journey. So, OK, so I'm, I'm originally from New Orleans. Louisiana love, no love. I'm I'm five oh four to the meat show. You know what I mean? And I'm not gonna throw my age out there, but you know, you know, I, I feel like you know, I I, I came in and during the right era in New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? Like that bounce music era, that cash money, you know, taking over for the nine nine two thousand era. Like I remember when juvenile yeah. I remember when they, when they said on radio that Juvenile was shooting the video for back that thing up and we need everybody to come out to the park that want to be in the video. Like, I remember that day when that happened. So, like, I just remember this this this, this fun era in, in music and fashion and, and creativity in New Orleans. And that kind of, like, be honest with you, that helped birth who I am. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of, you know,
know, who I am, you know, comes from me being from New Orleans, you know, especially when it comes down to on the creative side. Um, you know, New Orleans is such a bright city. You know, we're known for bright colors and, you know, they got homes down in the ninth ward and in the seventh ward that are bright good colors. Food. Don't forget and, the good food. Oh, yeah, the good food. You can't leave out the good food. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just a bright, creative city, and a lot of that has helped me become who I am, to be honest with you, in, in the industry, because I'm, I've, I've, I'm known for just being someone who thinks outside the box because I'm not afraid to play with colors. You know, I, I've always believed in, you know, us as humans, we're able to be and do whatever we want to do. You know, we could, we could, we, you know, like I said, fancy just like a costume, and I, and I love playing. That's the reason why I play with the beard thing so much, because I'm like... I was about to ask you, you about know, that. I'm like, I've never seen nobody pull off, like, the green beard and the match the hat. I'm like, damn, I'm out here with no with no hair dye, with just a chin strap, and I don't got no... I'm, I sat there, I was here the whole time, just like, damn, I got to step it up right quick. Well, yeah, man, go ahead. Yeah, man, like, the, the beard, the beard... And I will say this, the beard, the beard changed my life, to be honest with you. The beard, the beard changed my life. It, um, it got me to where I'm at, just being different, to be honest with you. It's, it's my trademark. It's something that people remembers me by, you know, because outside of them not knowing my name, they're like, nah, the, the guy with the beard. Oh, Chris, yeah, okay. You know, oh, oh the guy with the beard. Oh, the, with the green Okay, oh, Chris, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no one got to do with the beard. There's not, not the too many people out there. Right. Yeah, like the dude with the green beard. So, like, you know, me and my mother discussed years ago, like, what, what's going to be my trademark into the industry? And I have a bald head. And I was like, well, what can I do, mama? And she was like, I don't know, paint your beard or something. I don't know. I was like, you got to do it? And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> paint your beard or something. My mother would say something right. like that, too. Oh, you? <laughs> right. She's like, like, no, I'm like, I'm like, no, let's try it. And when we tried it, man, it's been it's been a hit since then. You know what I mean? So the beard definitely changed my life. I owe everything to the beard. You know, I even got an endorsement for the beard from Manic Panic. Like, shout out to wow. Manic Panic. They yeah, they send me all my beard colors every month, and you know, they, they I've been rocking with them for four years now. It's a it's a friendly product and. You know, it doesn't mess up your hair. I mean, my beard, I take care of my beard like people take care of their hair. Like, I condition I it, I moisturize it, and it's, it's full, it's, it's nice and healthy. So, you know, big up the man on, 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 on that side of the, the color wave. But, yes. um, so, so growing up in New Orleans, you know, I feel like we've all had a dream to do something else. I'm sure you've had a dream to do something else. You had a dream to do something else. Um, and, you know, for me, I wanted to do music. You know, I was doing music at a young age, which, you know, I was I was a part of a group out of New Orleans called the Block Burners. Big up to my brother Blaze, man. That's my, that ain't even my, we, we got it tattooed on, man. I got the Block Burners. I got this tattooed on when I was like 15. My first. Wow. <laughs> you know You're going to burn yeah, the block. <laughs> my first tattoo at 15, man. But, it's, you know, I got it tatted on me because outside of music, you know, you know, Blackburn is like we're family. You know what I'm saying? His his son is my godchild. It's deeper than music when it comes down to me and him. So I don't regret not a day having this tattoo until the day I die. And um, you know, we were just having fun doing bounce music. You know, we came up in a bounce era in New Orleans, and we were just having fun doing bounce music, man. Looking up to people like 
you know, Lil Wayne and the squad of the whole Cash Money Records and um, uh, No Limit and Master P and what they were doing. But then you had some of the legends down in New Orleans, like DJ Jubilee and Partisan Crime and, and, and Big Frida and, and all these other big bounce I've heard artists. About big that Frida, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, you know, some of, the, some yeah. of those bounce artists, um, Fifth Wall Weeby, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, Fifth Wall Weeby. Or Fifth Wall Weeby was a close friend of us that taught us a lot when it came down to the bounce game, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, rest in peace, while we, but we, we looked up to a lot of those people on the bounce era, and we wanted to mimic that, but we were so young doing it, we were just trying to, like, you know, figure out our way into the game, and, you know, we, we wind up, you know, having a little deal with this team called Big Boy Records at the time. Um, Mystical used to be signed under him, and the, the guy who used to own the label named Chuck, you know, he gave me and Blaze our first opportunity when we was 15, and uh, we had a box record that went crazy in New Orleans, and it went on the radio, and, you know, it did numbers, and I mean, to be 15 with a song on the radio in New Orleans, and we was making some, it wasn't a lot, a lot of money, it was making good money to be 15, man, it was just, it was a blessing, you know what I'm saying, that we had so much fun doing it, and, you know, it's not a day I regret that, it was one of the best times of my life doing that with my brother Blaze, and of the point of crime because they were the ones that really molded us into who we were. You know, Mr. Mina and Kango Slim, they molded us into, you know, not only just local bounce artists, but they made us think about it on a bigger scale and on a more worldwide level. So big up supporters in crime. So fast forward that, um, I wound up going to college, and after school, I was kind of like in this weird place of like what I wanted to do. You know, as far as, like, uh, do I want to continue doing music or, you know, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, to be honest with you. And um, uh, I wanted to just leave in New Orleans and decided I was going to just, you know, mentally go on a new journey in life and just figure it out. You know, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, it, you know, I had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with God and, you know, it was, it was, it was more of that, that pushing, that pushing, that pushing to that last push where I was like, you know what? What I've been afraid of my entire life, which was being able to step outside of the box. Like I finally hit that plateau where it was time to do it. And um, mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew it was time for me to just to get outside the box. And it's crazy because that box, a lot of people are afraid about that box in life. You know, you think about people who've never left their, never left their city, never left their homes, never left the place the that, they're, that they're from, you know. And it comes from a place of just being scared. You're afraid to go out and see other people, try other foods. And, you know, you're so used to what you've come up under and the thing that you, you know, the store that you're used to going to and, you know, the place that you're always used to going to, you're afraid of that. And I was afraid of that for years. You know, I was just, I was just like, I don't want to move nowhere else. I want to stay in New Orleans. And, um, like I said, it, it just finally hit that, you know, it was time for me to leave. And I wound up leaving New Orleans and I moved to Atlanta just off of the humbug of being like, I'm going to just go to Atlanta and figure it out. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know if I was going to do music. It wasn't fashion. It wasn't fashion at all. I think I, I think I was like, I'm going to come here and do music and just figure it out. Maybe like get a family and just, it was time to just grow up and become a man. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and, um, <laughs> that's scary, man. I, I thought that crossed a lot of people's minds. You know what I mean? When, when you have to put down the passion and when you got to decide. When you know, what I mean, yeah, is this gonna yeah. work for me, or was, I gotta be over here? Yeah, it was it, right. It was I hit that point in my life, and I'm glad I hit it right at an early stage in my life where you know I still you know had the support from my mother.
mother, you know what I'm saying, and my father and, you know, and my family where, you know, I still had them behind my back willing to help me out with whatever I needed. And, um, you know, I came here and I was just figuring out, man, I just got a regular job at, uh, I think I worked at DSW, you know, just working like that early morning shift, that five o'clock in the morning shift. Yes. I was <laughs> You want to talk about over it? I was over yeah. that. <laughs> so, in those sort of like work boxes, you know what I mean? That's the best place to put a creative if you want them yeah. to self-implode. Yeah, but but you, you but you need that mode because I will say all those jobs molded me into who I am right now because Absolutely. what I what I said what I said before I moved to, to Atlanta, I was like, I'm a work but I'm not gonna stay comfortable. I was like, I'm gonna get a job, whatever that job is, I'm gonna look for another job after that. I'm gonna be more, and then after that, I'm gonna find another job. After that, I'm on. I want to continue to keep on climbing that ladder to get to where I want, but I'm not gonna stay comfortable nowhere. So, you know, I went to DSW, left DSW, went to Macy's, left Macy's, started working at Ralph Lauren, left Ralph Lauren, went to Saks Fifth Avenue, left Saks Fifth Avenue, wound up working at Louis Vuitton, then after Louis Vuitton, wound up getting my own store. You know what I'm saying? But see, so, that was, that was my the progressive yeah, fashion, like, you know, different areas of fashion. Like, yeah, I you're pulling it. from those. Yes. Yeah, and I, and I, and I had to build, and I had to build. But every, but every, every job I worked at played a big part in my life. From the things that I learned on, not only on a fashion tip, on a business tip, and the people that I met throughout that time. Because a lot of those people that I, I worked with at Macy's, I still, I'm still in contact with those people through Facebook, through Instagram, like still friends with my managers from from Facebook. I mean, they always tell me, you know, Chris, I'm so proud of you, like, you know, because they've seen that journey, and, and, and that's what I wanted. I didn't want nothing that was going to come easy to me. I wanted to work hard for it, and I wanted Beautiful. to be a builder. I wanted everything to happen at the right time. Like, I didn't want it to be forced. I was like, you know what, I'm going to get it. Like, how people say, I'm going to get it out the mud. Like, I was like, that's I'm going to get it out the mud. Yeah. Make sure I'm not getting to something that I don't know nothing about, so I wanted to learn. You know what I'm saying? So through all those jobs, all those all, through all those jobs, I was learning. I was learning, and I was just taking opportunities. To be honest with you, and one of those opportunities came at Saks, where I met uh, Erica Bowen, who used to work for Def Jam. Uh, she's she's like my family now. Her KJ, um, and you know, you know, biggest Erica, because Erica is the one that kind of put me in a great uh, position. As far as uh, with, with Jeezy, you know what I'm saying? And um, I was, because I was working with her on sex, getting clothes together for him while I'm working at sex. That led to me bringing his clothes from sex to him personally. Him meeting me and him, like us just becoming like, you know, good friends to building, you know, seven, eight years down the line, what we have now, you know what I'm saying? Which, you know, that's my brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, it. It definitely took a few years to build we have now, but, you know, he'll tell you right now, to this day, like, I'm the first person that put him in his first suit, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, this year I did, you know, this year I did his wedding, you know what I'm saying, which blew me away, and and which, for me, that's when I knew it was real, that's when I knew it was real, because, you know, for someone on his caliber, you know, for him to say, you know, because I know he could have went and got anybody in the world. He could have went and got Ralph Lauren personally if he wanted to. For him to sit down with me and say, you know, Chris, 
bro, like you put me in my first suit, you know what I'm saying? And that's, it wouldn't be right if I didn't give you the opportunity to dress me for my wedding. And, you know. That's a blessing, my brother. That is a blessing. And that's the, I'm so happy that you said that and you talked about the process of building because that's what a lot of people are missing, the essentials of nurturing relationships, right? And not yeah. burning relationships. FMI and I have known each other probably 10 years at this point, you know, this was a relationship that was fostered. And then when we came to, together to do VPR, it was very organic. Chris is frozen. Yeah, he found at the, the <laughs> most perfect time, VPR. Y'all seen that. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sitting there just hearing his story, how he pulled from every store he worked at. Yes, he I love it. designer tips. He pulled, you know, the people that he's met, the managers that he's met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he carried it to his own business. And, that, and that's what it takes to be an entrepreneur now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, I, it goes to show. He had to move from where he was comfortable. No yeah. means. Yeah. Just to bounce back to Atlanta and, 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 and brush shoulders with these great people, but they respected his craft yeah. and just his taste in what he did. And you know what I mean? And, and it's still probably opening up doors for his music, you know? And I know. Oh, absolutely. I, I've got to go and find that song. You know what yeah, I mean? That's like, what I'm saying. I want to add it to the VPR playlist real quick. That's what I'm thinking exactly. about. Exactly, partner. So unfortunately, we've lost our guests. Um, yes. I know, like I said, he he's going on tour with Jeezy tonight. So they're getting ready to travel and such. But um, check works. the flyer. You can definitely follow him um his instagram is official chris shelby k-r-i-s and again the flyer is actually up on the live stream so please go follow him i'll make sure we get him booked after Definitely. the tour um so he can come back in and tell us how that was and hopefully you know he won't drop off and we won't be <laughs> retrograde anymore but yeah. what a great um story i, I i'm just so inspired i it, honestly just to see him come from where, you know, he came from, dying the beard and, him, you know, his mother just throwing out that idea and it became something that became so instrumental to his success. Paint your beard, baby. <laughs> I love I mean? it. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, yo, it, 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 it's amazing. And yeah. that's the experience that we want to bring here on VPR every Thursday when we have these entrepreneurs that come here, when we have these discussions about society, hip hop, uh, so many things that we discuss here. And Business, investing, building. Yeah, we, we, we talk about it all. And, and and shout out to all the parents as well that support their kids and their dreams. We need some more, I don't know, dye your beard, baby, moms and dads out yeah, here. Yeah, man. And encourage your kids to do whatever makes them happy, not what lines their pockets, because the money will follow when you're pursuing your dreams. And I mean, you know, Chris also, is doing very well. <laughs> Keanu, on the next episode of VPR, we need to address the, the I don't know, I, I'm going to call it the minority experience with parents saying, oh, when you turn 18, you better be in the military or in college. Please, yeah, let's talk we got to discuss that Perfect. next episode on let's VPR. I really want to pick up on that. Let's absolutely do that because I think that that's essential. We do not need to be just tossing our kids out into the street um, when they're 18. I think that that is a damn shame. It we is. can't see Chris, but I do want to bring him on so that we can at least get him to throw his Instagram out. Yeah, Chris, yeah. we're having so many technical difficulties, um, but hopefully you can hear us. You can tell people how they can follow you and what you have coming up. And when you come back from tour, we can get you booked again to come on VPR. We'd love that. Definitely. Hopefully have you in person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's probably just fixing his mic right now. But yeah. guys, you can follow him at the official Chris Shelby. And I want to make sure we said that one more time. Screen. 
Absolutely. Official Chris Shelby. He's a stylist for Jeezy. He's also the grooviest guy around town. Yes. His email is there. Get in contact with him, man. He does great work. And, uh, man, I need to step up. He might make me dye my beard. If you okay. come back and you see my beard dye, VPR. Hey, drop, I died. Don't, <laughs> don't act unfamiliar. You will see this right here and this right here. Just different color. Don't act unfamiliar. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might have to leave that there for my birthday. My birthday's tomorrow. So all the birthday wishes that y'all sent to me on social media, I'm going to respond back to all of them. And I'm a very private person, but I appreciate it. And I thank you, events to everyone. I'm so happy, partner. And and happy early birthday. Um, we definitely got to turn up in the next couple of weeks. I'm having a little celebration. So I know you're going to be working and working and working. But oh, yeah, we're going yeah, yeah. to make it pop. And for your birthday, we'll speak after you know the show is over. Because I definitely want to be there and have so many yeah. of my friends. I want to support you for your birthday also. Oh, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Come through. So we're going to wrap up. But we appreciate you guys here with us on VPR Radio every single week from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you go and follow official Chris Shelby. As you can see, his energy is amazing. He is exceptionally talented um, and just a great person overall to want to know and and be inspired by, you know, wake up, smile, give gratitude because it's another day. And God willing, we'll see you all next week. Partner, you're amazing, and I appreciate you. Happy early birthday. It's Libra season. Turn up. Yeah, shout out to Retrograde being annoying, but it's cool. We're here, though. Word up. Thank <laughs> you for watching, and we'll see you next week, everyone. Stay well, stay positive, and don't let anybody uh, ruin anything with you with their toxicity. Okay? Ciao.